Below there, we have the shadow, as Jung calls it. It's like the blind spot for ego. That about yourself, of which your <coughs> ego is completely unconscious, of which it has no knowledge whatsoever. <laughs> I've rendered it in a series of separate strokes. This shadow, in Jung's terminology, corresponds almost precisely to the Freudian unconscious. And so the shadow is the order of what Jung calls the personal unconscious. Uh, the, the, the dark cave is the abyss of the unconscious, the psyche, the ground out of which we've all come. Any messenger coming out of there is a message out from the unconscious system. Owls are associated with this because they're night flyers, so would bats be associated. And I said, uh, here comes something out of your unconscious, a realization that has come to you, and the round shining eyes of the uh, owls are the energy, the light, the fire, and it ignites your garment, that is to say, your notion of yourself, your social posture, and everything else about yourself, and you have undergone a, a transformation of consciousness here. And there's gold there, the same size as the eyes of the owl, and it's your business now to, to fetch out, to pull out the message that the owl could bring you from the unconscious. City caught the silhouette on the ocean after dark Over the lonely and the holy and the red blood beating hearts Up from the dirty black water, the shadow void of form Raised itself out of the river and it climbed upon the shore On the black top, there's a gentle rain downtown. The shadow pooling underneath me as it follows on the ground. Kissed you when I saw you, stared deep into your eyes. I meant to say I love you, but instead I said goodbye. To myself on these streets, I'm someone else. Shadows in the city, like a demon in the dark. Come to tear us apart. I would like to begin this studio with some excerpts from a website called Carl Jung and the Shadow by Jack E. Othon in which this writer interprets and shares some information about psychologist Carl Jung and his ideas about the shadow self. The website reads, How well do you know yourself? If you're like most people, you probably have a decent idea about your own desires, values, beliefs, and opinions. You have a personal code that you choose to follow that dictates whether you are being a, quote, good person. There's one thing you can know in this universe. Surely, it is who you are. But what if you're wrong? 
What if much of what you have come to believe about yourself, your morality, and what drives you is not an accurate reflection of who you truly are? Now, before you launch into a, hey, you don't know me, you don't know my life, you don't know what I've been through style defense, ponder this for a second. Have you ever said or done something really shitty, mostly on an impulse, that you later regretted? After the damage was done and the other person involved was hurt, you couldn't bury your shame fast enough. What did I say? You might have asked yourself in frustration. It's that why question that indicates the presence of a blind spot. And though the reason for your reaction may have been obvious, perhaps even justified, the lack of control you had over yourself betrays the existence of a different person lurking beneath your carefully constructed idea of who you are. If this person is coming into focus for you, congratulations. You've just met your shadow self. Carl Jung says this in 1951, quote, the shadow is a moral problem that challenges the whole ego personality, for no one can become conscious of the shadow without considerable moral effort. To become conscious of it involves recognizing the dark aspects of the personality as present and real. This act is the essential condition for any kind of self-knowledge." The shadow is a concept first coined by Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung that describes those aspects of the personality that we choose to reject and repress. For one reason or another, we all have parts of ourselves that we don't like or that we think society won't like. We push those parts down into our unconscious psyches. It is this collection of repressed aspects of our identity that Jung referred to as our shadow self. If you're one of those people who generally loves who they are, you might be wondering whether this is true for you. I don't reject myself, you might be thinking. I love everything about me. However, the problem is that you're not necessarily aware of those parts of your personality that you reject. According to Jung's theory, we distance ourselves psychologically from those behaviors, emotions, and thoughts that we find dangerous. Rather than confronting something that we don't like, our mind pretends it does not exist. Aggressive impulses, taboo mental images, shameful experiences, immoral urges, fears, irrational wishes, unacceptable sexual desires, these are a few examples of shadow aspects, things people contain but do not admit to themselves that they contain. So why do we start this week with this studio with the idea of the shadow? Well, let's dive into that. One very well-adopted and important theory in the field of writing studies is the concept of writing about writing. The idea that we can become better writers not only by reading and practicing the act of writing, but by meticulously analyzing and interpreting our own writing. Writing or reflecting about the actual writing we do. Now, this is a recursive concept. This means that it cycles back onto and upon itself over and over again. We write, uh, we do more writing to think about that and analyze that writing, and then we do more writing, and the cycle continues. In a very real way, the idea of knowing one's self and knowing oneself as a writer are very similar, like the almost unknowable shadow that Jung describes. How can we really know ourselves as writers? Do we hide and repress those qualities of our writing that we don't like or are ashamed of? Do we even know when we are doing this? Writing about writing helps us to identify those dark patches in our writing persona that we can't see or unconsciously choose to repress. When we write during the real-time act, 
We're not necessarily thinking about things like, oh, I tend to overuse personal experience stories, or this sentence needs some work. Our minds don't really work like that. Writing is a mental process, but it is not, in real time, usually a metacognitive process. Metacognition refers to the act of thinking about thinking. This is what we are trying to accomplish when we are writing about writing, when we are reflecting about the writing we have done. We are looking inward. We're trying to shine a light into the dark cave of our writerly unconscious and see what dark messengers are sent back to us, giving us the spark we need to light a fire of change in our writerly methods. I think writing about writing can be a very useful practice for some. If you're into this, awesome. If you're not quite ready to confront your writerly shadow yet, that's okay too. But for this studio, let's take a little time and just try it. Find something you've composed so far in this class. Uh, it could be a portion of your podcast, it could be an outline, it could be something that you have written in a discussion forum, doesn't matter, anything that you've actually just written in words. And give me a two-paragraph analysis of that composition. Get dirty and detailed. What do you hate about it? What about that piece of writing makes you feel ashamed or embarrassed or happy or proud or remorseful or scared? Take that leap and dive into that dark shadow. You never know what you might find Your perfect heart I don't know